to another episode of NBD. Today I'm here again with Fiona. Last time we talked about figuring out what the heck we're doing with our lives, um, but we didn't figure it out, I don't think. Um, (laughs) So not very successful. And today will also not be very successful because we are talking about failure and most notably the fear of failure. Um, so th- actually Fiona came to me with this subject. Um, luckily it's one I'm really familiar with, but I was just wondering what was going through your head and what was going on in your life that made you want to talk about this. I'm honestly not like sure, but like recently a light bulb like kind of went off and I was like, because I've never, this is like the crazy idea that keeps coming back to me, but like I've never thought of myself as a perfectionist because I wasn't perfect which I feel like is just like... I can't relate. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, then you don't need to be on this podcast. (laughs) Um, But, like, I just never saw myself like that because I, like, was failing all the time. And so, but I guess that just led to me thinking about, like, well, like, I have this such big fear of failure and, like, need to be perfect. And I'm not... And I feel like it's, like, holding me back in my life. Okay. So how would you define failure generally? I feel like it's, like, anytime something doesn't go the way I planned for it to go in my head. Okay. So what about, like, so that's kind of, like, day-to-day. What about, like, in your life? How would you be, like, okay, I failed at life? (laughs) I feel like if I, like didn't know well if I failed at life I feel like it's like the little things like I I generally don't feel like I'm failing at life and more of like or if I'm like really depressed for a lot of days then I feel like I'm failing (laughs) at life so um when you're can you think of an example of something day-to-day that you are afraid of like messing up I mean this like example I keep thinking about it was I was like juicing limes where I work at a smoothie shop um and my boss was like I was like saying how like quick I've gotten at juicing limes and he was like oh we should have a competition he always wants to have (laughs) everything a competition but I was like no it's okay I won't I won't win which is like stupid like why would I not want to just like have the competition just for fun even if I know I'm not gonna win I I feel that a lot because I'm a really competitive person, but I'm a terrible person in that when I know I'm not going <laughs> to win, I'm like, no, this is stupid. Like, why are you making this a competition? Even I though know. if I were going to win, it would definitely right. be a competition. <laughs> and it would be, like, so much fun. So, okay, that's good. The next question I was going to ask you was, like, do you think the thought of failing at something would stop you from even trying it? Uh, definitely. And I feel like that's, like, especially – been holding me back in like my dance career because like I'm like a pretty like safe dancer today I actually got called a polite dancer so (laughs) that's how I would describe you too a polite dancer (laughs) but um like a lot of my teachers have been like telling me that I need to stop dancing like that or like branch out of my they can tell they can tell that you're just yeah okay 
So I feel like it's like I'm realizing that my fear of failure is holding me back in my dance life and my personal life. And when something's holding me back, I don't like to just let it go, which I feel like we're similar in that way. Yes, definitely. So you said that you don't you didn't before feel like you were a perfectionist and you didn't feel like you were afraid of failure because you felt like you were always failing. So in your mind, when you imagine yourself, do you see yourself as the underdog in most like situations yes and I feel like not almost I feel like average like not even the underdog but I feel like in like so much of what I do I'm just like like the boring middle like I'm not exceptional and I'm not horrible but I'm just like not noticeable okay interesting I understand that I I guess I actually don't because I've never <laughs> no no hold on yeah the way I'm gonna start this is gonna sound egotistical but I've never felt average and I think that's just because of like different circumstances I've been in in life like just even just being in like an advanced class like throughout grade mm-hmm. school it, like it makes people like teachers will make you feel like you're like special or like obviously like my mom thinks I'm like great so right. I always feel like I'm like special but like or as a kid I did but then as I got became like a teenager and now an adult I always feel like I'm supposed to be special mm-hmm. but on the inside I'm afraid that I'm really not at all and everyone just thinks I am right but so in a way I do kind of feel like the underdog when I did dance mm-hmm. and acting and stuff I always felt like I had to work way harder than everyone else mm-hmm because like I I was never like a gifted dancer like I got better because I worked hard but it was never I was never like so I always in my head imagine myself as either the like the best at something or special or I'm like the underdog and the victim so maybe I need to work on that (laughs) well I do and I that's something I've known about myself before but that's interesting that you do you have something against being average or living an average life um I feel like I do but I shouldn't like I just feel like like I could I feel like there's something in me that's like always trying to be better so like just being average means that I would like stop reaching for something Like, I would settle for being average, which I feel like is not the way that I go about life. Interesting. I feel like we have very different circumstances and, like, views on life in this way. Because I I used to have a friend that, um, like, when we had to apply to get into high school and I wanted to go to, like, the best one. And she was just going to do the the one in her neighborhood. And then, like, she was just going to go to the university in our state and I mm-hmm. wanted to go somewhere else. And I remember, like, always being, like, kind of, like, pushing her. And she would be really annoyed by that. She would be like, it's not that serious. Like, this is just what I'm doing. And I feel like some people are more content with, like, that. And I think that those people are honestly happier right I do think that's true but I don't know if I will like ever be able to be content with being average okay maybe sometimes maybe maybe through a lot of self-discovery I'll get there (laughs) do you think that discontent with being average comes from is or at least is influenced by pursuing an artistic career I think so because I think it's like so there's like there's always a clear this person is like 
given attention and this person is not like I feel like especially in dance like there's a lot of hierarchy and so it's like hard to just be in the middle it is because to have a creative career you have to stand out you can't just be like an okay especially in in ballet um and yeah I I feel like that's really contributed to my worldview because it's like nothing will ever be enough unless you're better than everyone else and that also Mm -hmm. sucks I feel like because it makes you feel like you have to have some sort of like holier than thou attitude towards life okay I wonder if you experience this too I go through phases where I'm like wow I'm so special I have this these skills like I can conquer anything in life I can't wait to go out and conquer all these things and achieve all these things and then like the next week or whatever I'll be like I am nothing. I can't do anything. I'm not capable of anything. Do you have that? Yes. And like I'm going through that like right now, especially I feel like that happens a lot with dance because like I just had like a really great performance and I felt good about my performance. And now I feel like the like high from that is like wearing off and I'm like starting to be humbled again and starting to think that I'm like a terrible dancer. Yeah. And I feel like I don't know if this could maybe play a role in like if you were a choreographer I don't know how much it plays in like just the act of dancing but for me like I feel like if I make something really good like if I write a piece and it's really good and even I think it's good and other people think it's good it lasts like a couple seconds before I'm like what if I can never do this again Mm -hmm. like what if I (laughs) never have another good idea ever again yes and I feel like that's kind of how it was like I had a good performance but like how do I know that I'm gonna have like the next performance isn't gonna be absolutely terrible so do you have any um strategies as of now for like pulling yourself out of that I think I mean especially in the dance area like um my teachers have like kind of noticed and like um been like super supportive and so like I feel like I can tell myself that that's what they want is me to fail which is like knowing like the people pleaser in me like is willing to like combat the fear of failure to give them what they want okay I've 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 manipulated myself in that way too (laughs) I feel like a lot of like dealing with self-doubt and really any negative things in in life really come with a or dealing with things that you don't feel like you have the energy to do at a certain time you really do have to kind of just manipulate your thoughts based on your own values that you hold and I can understand how like using your people pleasing I feel like I don't know maybe some people would like describe that as an unhealthy coping mechanism (laughs) but I think I think I mean I think it's a like a blurry line but I always think yeah using what you know about your own psychology to mm-hmm. direct you into a place you know you should be like I feel like that's something that like intelligent people do and just like changing the narrative like because honestly sometimes the narrative I'm telling myself is like not true at all and so like I need to fix that right I honestly definitely feel that like being afraid to do something will like stop me from wanting to do it what normally happens though is there's like 
at a phase where I feel like I am invincible. I have an idea for something I want to do. And then the phase comes later where I don't feel like I can do it. But because I already had the idea when I was feeling good, I'm able to power through. Mm -hmm. But when I am uh, pursuing something that I'm like deathly afraid that I'm going to fail at, which makes me feel like I shouldn't, I should just not do it at all. One thing that's been helping me is um, I think uh, Cody Co actually said it, (laughs) but it was in a like book, one of those like self-help books, but it was like, it's I don't know the actual words but it's basically like you should be afraid and that when you're um like everyone who's successful was like terrified at one point and so just whenever I'm scared about doing something I'm always like this is exact I should be scared it's because I'm taking a big risk Mm -hmm. and obviously with a big risk there's like a chance for like a terrible sacrifice but there's also a chance for high reward but I would say usually in life it's not that cut and dry it's usually like it's not like the bet all the best or all the worst it's normally a mix of the two right um I'll just bring up the Bob Dylan quote early because it plays in perfectly right now it's from uh it's from a song called love minus zero and it's she knows no success like failure and failure is no success at all I don't know why I said success like that, but (laughs) that's how it goes in the song. But, okay, so first of all, I think Bob Dylan just wrote that line because it sounded good. But how I could interpret it is that there is no success like failure is just like the idea that whenever you fail at something, you either learn how to do it better next time Mm -hmm. or you learn how to do something. Or you decide that you don't want to pursue that and you learn something else about something else you're going to pursue later on. Mm -hmm. And then failure is no success at all. Like, yes, you may have... I I like that because I think it's a real honest um, statement about the idea that you do learn things through failure. Even though you did learn something, you still failed. Right. And you still have to try again or try something else. But I think that's just a really honest way of saying it. And just, like, kind of taking away the idea that you shouldn't fail. And that, like, even though... Because I feel like the whole, like, oh, you're going to learn from what you fail is, like, kind of taking away from the fact that it is a failure. But, like, I feel like you have to accept that, yeah, this did fail, but there were positive things about it. Right. And also something that's... It's the same thing as with happiness. Like, if you... If you think that success is a destination that you can arrive at, Mm -hmm. you're never going to feel successful because, I mean, you're going to feel, you're going to be successful in something and then you're going to fail at something again after that. Like just because you reached a success at one point in life doesn't mean you were successful at life and it's over now. Yes. I've been doing this thing recently where every night I like write down one good thing that happened to me one bad thing and then just like one random thing but I feel like it's been really good to just kind of like remember that you know there were many different parts to one day and that like but I always try and make sure that like the bad thing I just leave like sometimes I find myself when I'm writing the bad thing trying to like spin it positive but I have to just like let it be a bad part of my day because it it happened and it was bad and I didn't enjoy it but that's just how it is 
I used to do that at church camp. We used to always, <laughs> at the end of the day, we had to sit in our cabin and go around and say our, our high and our low. And honestly, it was great. And I loved it because, first of all, I got to talk and I loved doing that. But I don't, everyone loved it. It, it. it is great. And it's, you know, everyone says this, but there is no good without bad. And mm-hmm. I think it just reminds, and I honestly feel that way too. Like sometimes I think about times in my life where I was just so down bad or so depressed. Mm-hmm. But it makes me appreciate, like, a place I am now way more. And honestly, even though I think back on those times when I'm like, wow, like, I really was <laughs> so miserable, I never, like, I guess regret isn't the right word because I didn't ch- make that choice. But I never am like, oh, I wish that ha- didn't happen or, oh, I wish I, I mean, I guess I wish I would enjoy more of my life than I don't enjoy it. But I don't know. I guess I just always feel more grateful for good things when bad things happen. So I think that's a great action item for everyone. There you go. Do your highs and lows um, (laughs) for every day. Um, So I I guess back to what you're saying about people pleasing or Mm -hmm. using people pleasing as a method. I feel like imposter syndrome is something that it like ties into being afraid of failure. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I don't know for you, like you auditioned to be in the dance company that you're in. Like, do you ever feel like, oh, I don't belong here? Yes, I definitely feel that a lot. And especially like last summer, I wasn't like placed in the highest level during the summer program. But then, like, halfway through, I got moved up to the highest program, and I felt, like, so much like an imposter. Like, I wasn't originally placed here. Like, I didn't meant to – I wasn't meant to be here. But – so it made it really hard to just, like, embrace it because I was, like, focused on how I didn't deserve to be there. Right. So – and I feel like also this year there's, like, two levels in the program I'm in, and I was in the lower program last year, but I, like, got moved up to the higher program for the next coming congratulations <laughs> round of applause for fiona um but that almost feels like i don't feel like i deserve it and they moved like a lot of people up so it just feels like uh, it was just like a oh you were this is your second year type of thing right and i feel like that so i feel like first of all imposter syndrome is something faced by m- many successful people especially um creative people because creativity isn't something like tangible or measurable right um and i think it's normal and you're going to face it no matter what and it sucks and you just need to like again like manipulate yourself out of it which we can talk about strategies (laughs) for that in a second but um i also feel like sometimes failure is good um because when you fail at something multiple times and then you finally succeed about it succeed at it I feel like you're gonna have way less imposter syndrome then Mm -hmm. like you know I always and I feel like everyone does this like we talked about it like daydream about like being discovered or like yes getting this job but just if you got it so suddenly you wouldn't feel like you deserved it but if you had tried to get it like three times and not gotten it you would probably feel vindicated in getting it um Oh, yeah. What I was going to say is I another thing Cody Co said (laughs) to um, he said it, I think, as an inspirational thing. But I found it the opposite of that, which was that, like, if you knew how much potential you had, you would be floored. 
And for me, potential is not something I want. Like, right. because that, if I have potential, if I have greatness inside me, and I don't, like, achieve something, then I feel like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, if I knew that I was average then I would feel so much more content with not (laughs) standing out. You know what I mean? Yes. And I guess, I mean, there's two, I guess I'm sure I would feel bad about myself if I knew that I was destined to be average my whole life. But honestly, I really do want to find that. I want to find that content or that nirvana or that (laughs) peacefulness of of just being accepting of a simple life. (laughs) No, because I saw a TikTok the other day about like, how we have this like standard or yeah like in society to like only do things we're good at and like you're like afraid to like dance because like at like a party you don't want to like dance badly or like just like it holds you back from but like what is what why does it really matter if you like go dance badly at a party no one cares that's a great point. And and what, what what do you think about that in applied to, like, a career or something? Like, you're really bad. Like, I don't know. I feel like – because I, I used to do acting. And when you're a child actor, you have to do musical theater, which means you have to sing. Mm-hmm. And I am not a singer, <laughs> unfortunately. And I would, like – I think I came to a point where I just accepted that I wasn't good at singing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that – was good for me because I think I kept letting myself down whenever I failed (laughs) but I don't know I guess I don't know if I'm really asking you a question at all but (laughs) I'm just saying I'm you just used you're right like we tend to only do things we're good at um in day-to-day life but I I wondered I guess your thoughts on pursuing something that you are actively bad at (laughs) like is I mean like people always say it's never too late you know yeah I mean, I don't know. I feel like, for me, personally, like, I wouldn't pursue something that I'm bad at, which is, like, my whole debacle with pursuing dance. Because <laughs> when I feel like I'm bad at dance, then I'm like, why am I pursuing this? I agree. I feel like, I guess what the answer to that would be, like, if you really love it, just keep working hard to, like... And the thing is, again, with create careers I think that um what you like to do and what you're good at often do go hand in hand Mm -hmm. and and definitely for me as someone who wants to be the best at everything I definitely tend to just not like things that I'm (laughs) bad at which could be driven by ego but I also think it does have happen to do with passion because whenever you have passion for something you're going to work harder towards it right and even though creativity isn't necessarily something you can learn I feel like people who aren't creative don't really pursue creative careers anyway so if you if you have that creativity inside you and you pursue a creative career you might not be amazing at it but like because there's that thing that I, I I saw it was like that creative people they have their taste and their skill do not line up because when someone say someone's interested in painting Mm -hmm. they're probably really interested in all the greatest painters and their taste is in the the best paintings and then when they start painting they make something that might be really good and inspiring for their level of skill but it's not it doesn't it doesn't align with their taste Mm -hmm. in it 
And so I guess when you're just starting out or even in the middle or even <laughs> later on, like it, it, it's it's hard to really feel um, confident in your work because you're probably consuming all of the best of whatever your right. medium is. Yeah, I definitely agree. And also just like like we create these such like ideal versions of the like people we think are great in our life. And so I feel like that um, goes also with like art form, like maybe less so in like painting, but especially in dance. Like if you see like the like principals and soloists in the company and you're like, wow, they're really good. But you have to remember um, that like they are definitely probably struggling mentally too <laughs> and like they probably uh, you know aren't feeling great about themselves all the time that, yeah and that is the thing about success I listen to about a million podcasts because I spend eight hours of my day listening to podcasts at work and I listen to a lot of either comedians or producers or people in the film and television industry and I'm like I guess there's like jealousy in me like oh they're successful but then that's why podcasts are so nice and why I love podcasts is like they just speak what they're going through and they are upset too like they they don't like there was today I was listening to a comedian who like five years ago he had like uh, he was doing all these shows for like CBS and like True TV and like and like he had signed all these contracts and like he was like wow my career is on a great track and it was on a great track and mm -hmm. like now he's like not doing anything and not getting any work which first of all is one thing that just sucks about again like I said before in a creative f career especially like you're gonna have times when you're on top of the world and and that yeah. may not sustain itself for the rest of your life um but like he was just like talking which it's it, it's kind of um it made me feel better about my own situation just because mm -hmm. it's like okay even these people that I look up to and find successful feel the same way as I do mm -hmm. but it's also kind of um you know a little sad <laughs> a little sad and it's dis I always forget this word discouraging <laughs> that it's like okay so even if I like there's never gonna be again success isn't a destination like there's right. never gonna be one thing where I'm like okay I did it I'm successful yes and I feel like I've also been, like, trying to, like, counteract my feelings of, like, success and failure in ballet by, like, creating a solid life outside of ballet, which, like, is helpful. But then I also, like, sometimes I find myself, like, trying too hard not to fail at work because, like, that's another environment where... <laughs> so one thing about me is that I started working when I was 15 at a sandwich Jimmy John's I don't know why I'm like <laughs> and I worked in there at high school like 40 hours a week mm -hmm. I, literally towards the end of high school when I stopped caring as much I would leave school early to go to work like I spent so much time there and I think it was because of that fear of failure because I was always the like the gifted student in like elementary and middle school and then I went to a magnet high school and everyone was smart yeah and so I was like, okay, like, I may not be the best in school, but I'm the best at <laughs> making sandwiches. And I am sorry to hear that you're going down <laughs> that path, too, because let me tell you, it sucks. <laughs> and I'm still reaping the consequences of that to this day. Um, 
so definitely wouldn't recommend but i think i think i'm i've like there was a period of time where i was like working i think a little too much and i'm not working as much now so that's definitely that's good definitely for you helped. it <laughs> took me years to well i'm still i'm i also did i tell you i got another job no okay so i got another job <laughs> because i was like i'm a because that's the thing when I'm not working I'm like I'm a waste of space and even though mm-hmm. the other job I got is just another like service industry job I'm like I need to oh no you did tell me about it okay yeah uh, when I told all my friends they were like because I, I think like the week before I was telling them like yeah I only have one job now like I'm so happy like who knew that having all this and then I was like I got another job <laughs> um but I always feel like if I'm not actively contributing to something that I'm just wasteful and I honestly think that maybe I wouldn't have such a huge fear of failure if I just accepted that I was worthy whether or not I was productive or not or also just like trying to validate yourself about like because I feel like the more you like you're in a workplace where you know you can get validation and like people saying oh you're doing great or just like feeling like you're doing well whereas when you're just like in your apartment like reading a book like you yeah. don't necessarily feel yeah, like, like no one sees it <laughs> right. no one yeah no it's it is that and it's it I think it does come from a need for validation mm-hmm. and um also I feel like failure is scarier now than ever first of all I mean if you think back to like this is taking it way back okay? <laughs> okay but if we we can this could apply to like caveman times it could apply to like all the way up to like the 1800s mm-hmm. like they're just trying to like get enough food on the table right and to to buy or make clothes and like to just stay alive like there's no like like the fear of failure is the fear of dying right. really it, the, the stakes were much higher it stakes were higher but in a way like d- do you ever like romanticize that <laughs> like I wish that's all I like had to worry about and I wish like that's all I wanted and needed out of life but because we have the internet and like all these things to see we can see all the potential there mm-hmm. goes the potential it's like <laughs> we can see all these things that we could do like you know before like it was like even 50 years ago like it was common for like if a kid was trying to pursue something creative like the parent would be like okay don't be ridiculous right but our generation like all of our parents told us you can do anything you want with Mm -hmm. your life and I and I'm you know (laughs) so grateful that like we had that experience to be able to pursue whatever we wanted but at the same time it puts so much pressure it's like okay I got to do whatever I want like and I got to succeed at right. it. Right. And I feel like it definitely like her parents and grandparents like all had like creative things they wanted to do but took a practical job instead and so like it also feels like well I get to do this so I should make a job out of it type of thing. Exactly. But it, but at the same time because they did that you have no blueprint or of right. how to do it. Yes. And also something that really upsets me, like it like genuinely like brings down my mood when I see it is when I see like young people being successful. Like Mm -hmm. if you see someone like your age being successful, it's like and we're still young. Like and I know because I know like I've been around tons of 30 year olds who hate themselves because like they're 30 and they haven't gone anywhere. And like I know we're still young and and 30 is still really young. By the way. Um, But like we have all this time but it's like but then you see like 
a 19 year old being successful like i mean it could just be as like a social media influencer right but it could be as like they're making money they're making money (laughs) and they can probably use that to get them somewhere else in life right and then sometimes it's not even like that sometimes it's it's like they are like singers or dancers or sometimes Mm -hmm. they're like freaking like prodigies and they're super smart they yes okay the entrepreneurs the young entrepreneurs they really get me because it's like how are you doing that like right and and it's like everyone older than you wants to tell you you have so much time and i know i do but it's like but all these other people are already (laughs) there and it stresses me out and especially because i feel like both you and i are probably i think we're pretty hard workers but so it's like we're both work we're working so hard and so like how much harder do these kids have to be working that's something that really scares me especially in i'm so sorry for saying this all the time but especially in my career path like people always tell me like you you're gonna have to work so hard and on one Mm -hmm. end that doesn't scare me because i'm like i can work hard like i'm a hard worker i can do that but on the other end i'm like and I, I, I hate to say this, but it's like, I've already worked so hard. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm scared because I've, like, been through so much turmoil that, like, right. I know that I just have all that much more in front of me. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very scary. Um, back to the potential or the failure. When you don't do something because you're afraid of failing, do you think it comes from you're afraid of other people seeing you failing? Or do you think it comes from uh you're afraid of failing yourself I feel like I feel like it's probably like a mix of both like the other people failing or like other people seeing me fail but then that feels like a personal failure do -hmm. you know what I mean so like the fact that other people saw me fail is like a little bit of a failure definitely yes um but I don't know why I, like, feel like I need to put on this front that I'm perfect. Like, yeah, no. everyone knows you're not. <laughs> yeah. um, it's pretty obvious. That's how I kind of feel about this, like, doing this podcast. Or, like, I, I used to make um, YouTube videos as a, like, 11-year-old. Which, uh-huh. by the way, I need to show you. <laughs> okay. Um, but I never posted them. Like, they always just like stayed like I just have a bunch of footage it's not (laughs) edited together and they were never on YouTube but I think like you know deep down like I was I'm sure I was afraid of like classmates like seeing it yeah but I don't know what I was thinking then but the point is like even just doing this like having the idea to do this I had flashbacks to that and I was thinking about it and it's like it's like really vulnerable to put these like because I I post about it on Instagram and then all these people people I've worked with people I work with now Mm -hmm. people I went to high school with people I went to college with people I met at summer camp in 2015 like like literally any person that I I I am like I don't I don't even know I don't even think about the different types of people who follow me like Mm -hmm. are seeing this and it's like are they seeing this and they're thinking like who does she think she is (laughs) like I mean, that's sometimes how I feel about it um, and, like, where self-doubt comes in where I'm, like, what what makes me someone who can talk about this, right. you know? And that's why yeah. I like having these more casual conversations where it's just genuinely who I am and something I feel certified to talk about, failure, yeah. um, versus something that's a little bit more complex because it's, like, right. I'm just – because I want – but anyways, like, 
I guess on one hand I could be afraid that people are like judging me for that or like I don't know but I think the reason I was able to feel confident enough to put it out there is because I didn't think of it as like I don't think oh I'm gonna start this podcast and I'm gonna become a huge podcast star and that's how it'll be successful like it really is just for me and that's the only way I would be able to post them mm-hmm. is that I enjoy talking to people and then I enjoy editing editing them and like watching them back and then just existing like if I need I think a lot of things I do that I am afraid that I end up not doing because I'm afraid of it it's because I had this idea of something that it'll turn into mm-hmm. and I think maybe that's a good way to like uh address like fearing failure is like if you're just doing something for the intrinsic value of doing it then you can't fail at it because you just do it and then you did it right um but yeah to the so like yeah I feel like so I feel like again now with social media there's more failure there's more of a sense of a fear of failure because anyone can see you do it and Mm -hmm. you can see everyone else being successful but like you said they're not like it's it's all it's all just what they want to put out there you know and it can look successful but it's not and, like, maybe even it, like, was, like, real success and they felt, like, so great about whatever this is they're posting about. But it's, like, they probably, like, woke up a few mornings later and they're, like, having the worst day of their life. You know, like, it, even if, like, in that moment it really was, like, super successful, there are other aspects to them other than that. Yes. And also another thing that goes hand in hand with the, like, um, feeling like you need to be successful at a young age is I always I I remember in my last relationship which was my first relationship it was like long for me because it was my first one and I but I realized like I hope that he's not the one (laughs) because (laughs) then it's like I still have all this life left to live and like this was it or like also like I don't know like I just didn't want that and I feel like that could mm-hmm. go with your career too it's like if you if you get it now like what more do you have to look forward to right you know I really feel like I'm gonna have like a second career like I think I'm gonna have the dance career and you know I'm gonna ride that wave until it's over and then I'm I really like think that I'm gonna end up doing something like completely unrelated to ballet. Definitely, and that's a thing that I didn't understand. I may have brought this up in the other episode we did, but I saw this thing that completely changed my outlook, which is that uh, your career is not a ladder; it's a jungle gym. Mm-hmm. So you don't like get better. And first of all, if it was a ladder, it wouldn't be exponential. It wouldn't like it would one step forward two steps back type of thing Mm -hmm. but also it's like it goes back to like thinking you know what you want and changing your mind Mm -hmm. it's like you may like go down the slide and you may enjoy going down the slide but then you see the swings and you want to go on the swings and I agree that I I feel that way in the back of my mind too Mm -hmm. where it's like and I don't even think it'll be a second I think it'll be like a handful like yeah like all find especially with uh the job I'm working right now uh it's a pottery job I'm working a pottery factory which I never would have seen myself doing right and um it's it was it's kind of a placeholder anyway but like 
a lot of people that I work with are really into ceramics and pottery. Mm-hmm. They went to school for it. And I'm, like, interested in it, and I've been asking a lot of questions, and it's, like, fun and exciting to learn something new. Mm-hmm. But I have discovered, like, I'm not going to, like, <laughs> become, like, a ceramics artist. Like, I don't want to do pottery. But right. it, it's been really fun working here, and, mm-hmm. like, I think it'll be a fun thing to look back on. But it's not, like where I want to be forever Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's kind of helped me with an idea of being content with where I'm at right now in life where it's like this is just a fun little adventure I'm on right right now and then I'll do something else next time and it like doesn't have to lead to anything exactly you can just have fun making pottery like you don't need to you know keep getting better so that you can get the next job or whatever and yeah and back to the getting success when you're young it's like I could feel like I'm wasting my time like oh I'm not getting any experience in my field but mm-hmm. it's really nothing is a waste of time right it's all just like adding to your life exactly and it's like giving me yeah experiences and memories well I mean it's not <laughs> it's not that great I'm gonna tell you it's I'm gonna like, be honest with you <laughs> every day is a great memory um but it's it's I remember when I was in high school my friend who was older than me so I was like she was like 25 or 26 and I was like 17 Mm -hmm. she said like when you when you like graduate high school like you realize like adulthood is just like summer camp like Mm -hmm. you just wake up and like it's like whatever like and I and I understand that even with having a job and maybe that's just because I worked um like as a teenager and because I had so many jobs Mm -hmm. but like work doesn't feel like the way school did where it was like structured right and like it was just this like thing that I always had to be at and maybe it's just because I also have more autonomy just as an adult and it's like in in school you had to be there like it wasn't really a choice but like kind of where you work is your choice yeah so like if you hate it why are you still showing up like it's in your power to change what you do every day exactly and you might not be able to find like your dr- you might not be able to get your dream job but you could get s- stuff and I and I think there's value also in like the people you work with like if, mm-hmm. if you like the people you work with like it makes a terrible job a little bit better right and you just kind of have to weigh that I feel like and, and that goes back to what you said about you've been trying to make a solid life outside of dance mm-hmm. I also feel like that comes with failure with fearing failure it's like if your career is everything Mm -hmm. then of course if if your career is your whole life then obviously failing is gonna be the scariest thing ever right and it's like a bad day at your job is just like a bad day period whereas like you can't turn it around because that's your whole life and I feel like that's just really prominent I feel like you know growing up like based on all the movies and tv shows we watched like they always set like there was a lot of like actually even though there's a lot of like sexist movies Mm -hmm. I feel like there were a lot of like those movies that were empowering women like your relationship isn't everything and like you can have a successful career which I'm really glad for but I feel like that has like acutely shaped (laughs) me to where I look down on the idea of romance Mm -hmm. Or just even friendly connection because I'm like, no, my career is more important. I think I'm sure a lot of Americans relate to that. Yes. But I, one thing about being in a relationship, even when it wasn't at its good points, like when I felt like a failure at work, at least I knew that there's like someone on my side Mm -hmm. and someone that's going through life with me and it'll be okay. And I, again, obviously, like I said in other episodes, I don't feel like that has to be a romantic partner I think that can be a good group of friends mm-hmm. or even just your family um but like in Japan 
there's a really high suicide rate for old men because once they retire they feel like they have no other purpose because huh. yeah and so there's a and it's funny because they probably had successful careers like they probably didn't even right. necessarily fail but just the fact that they're you don't I guess I just want to tell what I'm pretending to tell everyone else <laughs> but I really want to tell myself <laughs> is that like you don't have to be productive to live I want to say successful life but I think success is probably the wrong thing to be mm-hmm. focusing on and chasing and also just like with per- productivity I feel like I have a hard time relaxing just because if I'm not like if I'm not doing anything but I feel like I've been trying to find ways that like I am relaxing without relaxing like without doing nothing so like going outside and reading a book I feel like the act of going somewhere to read a book makes it feel like it's doing something and I also just think like doing things for myself is productive yes and i have to remind myself that all the time i what i do is i schedule relaxing into (laughs) my day that way i feel like i am doing something and Mm -hmm. that is just i think probably like the biggest thing i need to work on if i want to achieve any type of happiness (laughs) because i i like to read and i'll do that too Mm -hmm. but i can't feel like I'm doing anything productive unless I also take notes so I'm like reading a book (laughs) and taking a note I do it with like I'll watch movies or YouTube videos and I'll be like okay I should just take notes that way I have something tangible that I did but the thing is if I don't like if I didn't schedule anything for me to do in a certain amount period of time I I am like okay what else can I do to be productive like okay Mm -hmm. I'll just go to the store now instead of going tomorrow but then the problem is then tomorrow when I'm supposed to be going to the store but I already went I'll make myself think of something else productive <laughs> to do and it just it it's just it's not the way to live <laughs> and yeah, right. also if I but if I don't have something to do and I can't think of anything productive to do I'll instead just sit doing a- actually nothing because if I was reading a book at least I was doing some I'd be doing something for myself but instead I'll just be so anxious about the fact that I'm not doing anything that I'll either just like lay on my bed being anxious or I'll lay on my bed being anxious scrolling no I that because that's like a big thing I want to like cancel out of my life because I don't think there's anything wrong with some good healthy scrolling like I think it can be fun at times and like sometimes I find the funniest videos that like make me laugh so hard I love when I laugh at something out loud alone like by myself but I also think that like I use like going on my phone scrolling as a way to like prolong whatever I like this making a decision about what I'm gonna do next which is sounds similar to what you're doing and I like don't know how to kind of get rid of that part of my my life yeah and I don't either so <laughs> if anyone has any tips please let help us, us. Know. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times when I have these conversations and I, like, want to explore a topic and offer some, like, advice to people or just some thoughts on it, I always just end up, like, having a therapy session (laughs) or revealing a lot of things. But the thing is, is I like listening to other people do that. So Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe someone will feel vindicated in listening to us talk about it because we're so awesome and they look up to us and we feel this way too. 
That's actually something I realized the other day. I realized that I was awesome. Like, no, I'll realize that. I'll realize that. <laughs> and then the next week I'll realize that I suck. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm actually a really cool person. <laughs> and I feel like uh, back to imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. sometimes I try and, like, convince myself, okay, if all of these people think that I'm this great and all of these people think that I'm this great, like, maybe I am mm-hmm. this great. Or – Maybe I am just that good at tricking them into thinking I'm great. And yeah. then it kind of makes it like I am great, possibly. Right. Um, but with success, um, I think I have this false idea of destiny, kind of, that I don't consciously admit to. But, like, usually I use it as a coping mechanism. Like, for when things do go wrong I'm like okay well this was meant to happen Mm -hmm. for I'm sure there's a reason why but then I have this problem where I'm like I'm destined to be successful and that goes back to the potential thing where it's like okay like I know that point but like how do I reach that yeah how do I get there and again it makes it feel like I'm at fault if I don't Mm -hmm. and I really do think I just need I think we all need to just like (laughs) I don't know. I think – okay, so I was going to say that I think we all need to, like, set aside this idea of success mm-hmm. because success may bring you, like, some sort of gratification, but like you said, it's very temporary. And what you really need is, like, honestly, content, which it sounds like a low bar for life. Right. But I think once you, like, really get into life and start seeing how <laughs> it plays out, like – Content, being content is enough. Right, I will take being content. But what I was going to say is that um, I was going to say that, oh, yeah, I used to, I feel like when you're younger, they always, t- or just in, in life and, like, um, uh, you know, like those entrepreneur guys on Instagram that give mm-hmm. you all those and self-help books. They yeah. always say that you need to have concrete goals. Mm-hmm. And I do think having a solid, if you have a goal, like it, it, it is kind of important to like think about that and create those solid goals in your life. But also I think that they can hold you back in mm-hmm. some ways because again, you can change your mind about what your goals are. Mm-hmm. But also it's like, I don't know like people always say like where do you want to be in five years right and you can imagine this life for yourself and but are you going to be disappointed if you don't get that in five years right or just like setting the goal I feel like at least for me I feel like when you set like a specific goal and then you focus on that and I feel like I would like put too much into it so that if it did end up failing it would be I mean all of it wouldn't have been a waste I definitely still would have gained things but like you might still feel that way though like I just waste and I felt that way so many times before I guess we just need to you know if you there are things you want to do in life like go work towards them and like try and do them but I think maybe that maybe the answer to this (laughs) and we're gonna solve this right here right now and this will be the end of it for the rest of time for everyone in the world we're never gonna be afraid of failure and no one else is (laughs) either is we need to separate like success in our career 
that the idea of that from our worth as a person Mm -hmm. because you know I have there has been times where I have been able to separate it and like um like if we are playing volleyball okay and I lost okay I am a bit competitive and a sore (laughs) loser but I can now that I'm a little bit more sure I can like except like okay like I lost but it was fun Mm -hmm. and I don't think I'm less of a person because I lost at it even if I gave it my all even if I tried so hard at volleyball like I know that I'm not less of a person and maybe I should just think that about my career like if I don't get a job like yeah it sucks and I really wanted it and now I'm gonna have to try for something else or try Mm -hmm. again or whatever but I think the paralyzing anxiety just comes from the fact that I'm telling myself, okay, because I didn't get that job, I suck as a person. Right. And I, this made, that comment about the volleyball made me think of how, like, I'm so embarrassed to fail, which I kind of talked about earlier, but it's like, I'm not, like, I feel like I used to be a lot more embarrassed about who I was as a person. And like I said, I had a realization that I'm awesome. And <laughs> um, so I feel like I'm not really embarrassed about like who I am, but I still get embarrassed by my failure, which I don't, I got to work on that. <laughs> Interesting. That, I think that resonates with me and I think it resonates with a lot of people. And you're right. I am like, I have, I have reached a point of confidence and who I am like deep down mm-hmm. and so yeah I guess I and I don't think let and I guess another way we can trick our brains is like I wouldn't think less of you if you didn't make it into the advanced like I would still think you're a great ballerina right so and I think that's one of the best tricks mm-hmm. in life for all sorts of things is think about how you would like feel if your best friend did what you did you're yes. not my best friend <laughs> but um, <laughs> just <Harsh> imagine <laughs> um like yeah it's like one of those things about like talking to yourself with kindness Mm -hmm. and stuff um and stuff you know what I think a great way I should start ending my episodes is like for two one thing we're gonna do just today but one thing I should do in general is talk about so what did we learn about how to be busy being born like just to recap um I think separating your your success in your career from your worth as a person Mm -hmm. Um, what else did we learn? Um, talk to yourself kindly. Yes. Yes. Do do some highs and lows at the end of your yes. day. Which is what I want to do <laughs> today. So do we want to do our high and low of the day or our high and low of the week? I feel like we should do, we should do of the day. Okay. High and low of the day. So do you have some or do you need a second i I have my low (laughs) okay you go ahead with your low and i'll think of i mean i had i had a really tough day at at ballet today and it was just like i felt exhausted and whenever i feel tired at ballet i like can't work hard so then that is what sucks about like doing something physical like Mm -hmm. that it's like i mean like you're obviously like your sleep does like contribute to your brain too and like you but like you can like go to work you know when you're tired but it's like when you're doing something physical it just makes you feel like you suck yes and it's like and even if I want to really work hard like I just want to take a nap so that that was my low today okay well my low today was that normally I have my smoothie bowl for lunch 
Yes. But I had to have um, a struggle meal instead, which was literally a pickle. I had multiple <laughs> of these, but a pickle and like sriracha mm-hmm. wrapped in a piece of ham. And I did put pretzels, these pretzel sticks in it for crunch. Okay. And I dipped it in this guac, which, by the way, all these parts, homemade guac, like, all the, they, it didn't taste that bad. Mm-hmm. But, and then I had kimchi in it, and I wrapped it in seaweed. So I just basically combined a bunch of, like, random things. You're getting all the food groups in there. Yeah, because I was just, like, trying to use things up in the fridge, and, like, and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that bad. It didn't taste that bad, but it wasn't my smoothie bowl. Mm-hmm. I was embarrassed, and I ate it at work at your work my old work and both two people separately came up and roasted me for it and i was already upset that i wasn't having my smoothie bowl so that was my low and then high for your i high. feel like this is my high i was gonna also say that doing this was also my high and also i did go into work and and saw some people and that's always a, a nice time to know that i'm loved and appreciated yeah. <laughs> um anyways thank you so much for talking to me fiona and thank you for getting busy being born with me and i'll see you guys next time bye <laughs> take my advice or you'll curse the day you started rolling down